0: hi and welcome to allegedly fabulous my name is kevin loftus and i am your host and producer we talk all about pop culture politics true crime personal stuff and honestly just whatever comes up you know what i mean but everything is alleged do not at me so let's get into it thank you so much for listening let's chat love you you for playing this episode we took a little break but we're back this is allegedly fabulous I am coddled up on my couch it is it's been downpouring for like four days in LA there's like an atmospheric river a I think this this a storm of this kind has only been seen twice before in LA apparently I don't know I'm really not following the news I know there's been some mud floods and some flooding And I've seen some weird clips, but to be honest, I've been busy and down in Hollywood, it's just, it's, it's not really affecting my day to day except that it's raining and it's honestly kind of nice. It's cozy. It's wintertime anyway. So today we're going to do a little pop culture chat. We're going to talk about beauty and procedures and weight loss and all of my favorite things. And first, we're going to talk about this private club, social fitness club, co-working space cult that I joined on La Brea and Romaine called HiMat, because that's basically what I've been up to since I came back here. Honestly, the first thing I well no, I've been back here like six weeks. I don't, I don't remember what I was up to before that. I just joined this thing like a week ago and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm obsessed. I am a high-ranking member of the cult. So basically what it is, it's Soho House, except it's more fitness oriented. It's very Hollywood and it is, it's newer and it's independent. And it has like a co-working space, I guess. But so I had heard about this place like, a couple years ago and i always just dismissed it first of all i thought it was more expensive than it actually is it is 350 dollars a month which is really not that bad when you think about you're getting a gym you're getting fitness classes you're getting a co-working space do you know what i mean because well we'll get back into it but anyway so i dismissed it because of that because i thought it was expensive and because i thought it's pretentious if you go and look on the website now it's Heimat, com, or go to their social media or anything it's very like peak instagram vibes like clean aesthetic model all these gorgeous fit people working out and smiling and having like cocktails on a rooftop but like it's very editorial and I don't know I mean not super inviting from my perspective obviously I love nice things but it felt a bit sterile and a bit like um just maybe like too fancy or too removed or too exclusive which it is a lot of those things but i just thought maybe it would be so much of those things that even like i wouldn't feel comfortable because i in many ways don't fit into that mold and i guess nobody does well actually a lot of people do because everybody else at high mat does so as you know i was in crunch oh rip crunch i had the time of my life in that gym The cheap and cheerful gym. I saw Davina Patratz from Selling Sunset there. I saw Christy Carlson Romano there. They were the only two women I ever saw because everybody else was a gay man and everybody was having sex in the steam room. But as you know, because I say it all the time, guys, that place validated parking. They had a Starbucks, a CVS and a Trader Joe's and a European wax center. I mean, it was gay heaven and it was $60 a month and I really enjoyed it and it really got me into just feeling enjoying going to a gym I genuinely enjoyed going there and now in fairness really all that I was doing was um going on the treadmill 12 incline three speed 30 minutes and then like a little bit of a leg press a little bit of a bicep curl and going home but listen it's being active and just being out and about in society and coming home. And I think that's, that was becoming a big issue for me. So as I started this year, I had like one week where I was very unmotivated at work and I was just like, okay, come on, Kevin, just keep going with everything you've been doing. You've been doing so great. Fix the small problems. And one of the small problems is me working from home from this apartment. And the thoughts of another year doing that felt really bad. I did not want to be living for the weekend. I did not want to be like not evolving at work, missing out on meeting people, making natural connections, learning from people around me. I I am too young to die. I don't have a family. I'm not like nearing retirement. You know, it's not like I'm out here like gardening all day and I just log on and press buttons. Like I am glued to my goddamn laptop working. So anyway, I was like, I just got pushed over the edge and was like, I have to get a co-working space. I went and did the tour and was just like, fuck it, I'm in. Now, guys, when I tell you this place is insane, it's actually truly insane. It's weird. They don't really have that many photos up on their marketing. And I don't really know what the value proposition or like the business case is for them right now. Because I'm like, are you even charging us enough to make money? Because they renovated this massive, it's like 11,000 square feet, like, it probably was like a rundown warehouse that's the vibe I'm getting um you know a Hollywood, like lofty type building they completely renovated it, sticks up, and now it has it has five floors it you enter like from an alleyway, but even the alleyway it's it's Rock nation way, so obviously Rock nation is there um in that alleyway in Hollywood, like five minutes from my house, you like pull up your car and there's a valet which looks intense it looks like caesar's palace in vegas um no i was not valeting to begin with um but street parking is pretty poor and it was lashing rain yesterday so i gave in and did valet and it was only it's only 30 dollars a month to do valet plus tip you know what i mean that's actually not that bad because like you'd be running around looking for street parking it's it's just not worth your while but i'd be so awkward in my valet in the 2013 Volkswagen Golf and Melinda and Paka are like pulling up in their Porsche, like the Porsches the, like everything I don't know, like cars that I haven't even seen really, cars that I'm not used to actually having in my vicinity Like I'm sharing a space with these people and I think it's fine because I'm gay and like semi-refined but like i something in here is not like the other and it's me you check in and then you walk like towards the center and this like weird automatic door opens and then you're suddenly like in this like cavern it's like james bond vibes which you really need to take notice of where that door is because it's really hard to find on the way back my first day there because It's grand going in, but when you're going out, like if you don't know where the door is, because it's automatic, it's not open that much. I don't know. It just kind of bends into the wall. So it took me a while to find it on my way. I was like, I know it's here. I know it's on this floor. I had to walk by a few times. I was trying to be chill. Eventually, I saw someone leave, and that's how I knew I could leave that way. So that ground floor is like your main. It has your main gym, which has like a bunch of free weights. Whatever else, it has a cardio studio which I'm obsessed with because I know it's just really pretty and all the treadmills and bikes and everything are really nice. It has like a group fitness studio place, it has a dedicated Barry's class, it has a dedicated um spin class studio. It has, I haven't even seen all the things, it has all these bathrooms everywhere, kind of everything kind of like hidden. And all the bathrooms, guys, are like individual. Like they'll, it's like you open this like heavy, fireproof, solid door, and then you're in another hallway, and then in the, it's like in Harry Potter, when they're like in the um ministry thing, and there's like several doors, and they don't know what's behind each door. That's what it's like every time I go. I I try and use the bathroom, but it's so pleasant, and then in that hallway, there's all these other bathrooms off the hallway, but like everything is so so nice so private it's just it's just little things that i didn't even realize i wanted from my luxury life that i did want and i need and i feel like a sim that got a painting you know whoever ever play the sims well if you have played the sims you'll know that you like one of the things that makes them feel happy is their environment and if you get them a goddamn painting an expensive rug or something their environment score goes up and i feel like the sim that just got the perfect environment that just got moved out of the hovel into the ritz the changing rooms are all about the showers again it's just like another level like crunch had private showers and i had no complaints about them until they switched out like i think they had keels and then they put in fucking bliss and all their body wash and hair stuff smelled like lemon dish soap and i was just like this is so bad come on like i can't even describe it it just looks everything just looks like it's straight out of Ar- architectural digest like the mirrors the wood paneling the concrete the marble like there's marble floors i think all throughout the entire changing rooms like you walk in you close the glass door you're in a little room with a bench third floor i love because it is there's a pilates studio there there's a hot yoga studio which i have obviously haven't used either of those but they have it the most of the floor is basically resistance machines fourth floor is a restaurant mother tongue the fifth floor which i've been spending most of my time in is the co-working and event space and it's just fab like when i was on my tour and in general i was a bit nervous i was like oh my god am i gonna be able to get a spot is it gonna be like a free-for-all the setting is gorgeous like you can see all the way to century city the ceilings are huge and for someone like me who can dread things and doesn't like exercise and stuff the fact that i just go and i'm ready i'm working all day and just like getting through things and in such a better mood and then when work is done and I'm finishing a lot earlier because I'm literally working, just powering through like seven till four or five, whatever it is. I stroll downstairs and put on my shorts and do my work. It is just life changing. And I don't know how I didn't do this earlier. I just feel like I'm expanding my mind and evolving. Do you know what I mean? Let's talk about weight loss beauty, Botox, everything else. I I said I got loads of Botox and I was in Ireland. I had to get a bit more when I was here. I just got, like, the top-ups done. I think I'm moving on from, like, the Nadine Coil Full Face Foundation Smear, which has been my technique for the last, like... God. Wow, it must be 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah, it's time to move on, I think. I just saw last night on TikTok this woman i don't remember her name she was fabulous though doing something called the demi makeup technique which i had not heard about before it's all about like instead of just covering everything you just go in and you look for the light spots you fill them with a certain color you look for the place where you need more color your cheeks basically you fill them with a certain color and then you go back in then for the dark spots and you tap away at with your last color and that's all you do but it looks so much more natural it really just accentuates natural beauty and it was kind of all based on like color theory which I don't understand and I don't know that my eye is actually good enough to even see but I kind of got the idea like she was just making some really good points about makeup it's like you get this instant gratification with makeup when it first goes on you're like oh you know what I mean you're like yeah my face is so much better it's glowy it's this it's that but like after a while like it does look kind of bad and it always looks like you're wearing makeup right so if I can graduate a bit i think that would be a good idea i also really want to get a tattoo that's been a long-running thing but like i don't know i was looking at this really hot skinny girl beside me today at high at, and she had these gorgeous arm tattoos just tiny tattoos and i was like oh my god i have to ask her where she got her tattoos and then i was looking a bit closer and some of the tattoos were really cute but some of them were just like tiny cursive writing saying baby like and then i kind of realized I'm actually not even obsessed with the tattoos. I'm just obsessed with her because she's so gorgeous and tiny and thin. But yeah, I still might get a tattoo. Who knows? And then, so I'm also, I've also been discussing lipo with like 10 surgeons. So hard to find a good surgeon. I found this website called Real Self, which is basically like Yelp for surgeons So that's been a bit helpful, but it's a bit annoying as well. It's just not that great of a user experience. Anyway, I reached out to a few, basically anyone in Beverly Hills for a bit of lipo are literally quoting 15 to 25K, which is so unnecessary. So obviously, you know me. Then I started going down to Tijuana and getting their quotes. And I have one for 8K, but they're more of like a full mommy makeover specialist than a lipo specialist. So I was like, do you know what? Um, Let's not like you should really just go to a specialist for what you're getting done and i would just want a little bit of lipo for my problem areas god when did this podcast become like a fucking literal like i don't know what this is anyway before you're screaming at me oh my god you don't need lipo you don't need lipo i need to tell a few i need to tell well some haters some things i know you're not a hater if you're listening but number one people have this big misconception about lipo Lipo is not a weight loss treatment at all. Like it does not work for that. It, and it has no doctor, no good doctor will recommend it for weight loss. If you're someone who's actually got a lot of weight on you, you're not a candidate for lipo. Lipo is for people who have a little bit of stubborn fat and they want it gone or and and like balanced out. That is what lipo is for. So I am actually a perfect candidate for it. And the doctors have kind of validated that. But obviously, like, the more that I can do naturally, the better anyway, because lipo is not going to work. I'm not going to go in and do some lipo and come out looking like Zac Efron. Um, Like, that's just not, that's not going to happen either. So, like, what it would do is get rid of the bulks that, that are in the place I don't like. So anyway, regardless, I still need to continue on the track that I've been on, which is healthier eating, working out more, and going easy on myself, but also maybe getting a lipo, and don't be a hater over it, like, I might get lipo, it is what it is, and I might get it in fucking Mexico, bitch, but, I mean, you're probably thinking, what about a Kev, and that is a great, great question, and what about a I don't even have a good answer for it, because I was kind of enjoying it, but you know what, I think I just wasn't internalizing the actions that I needed to take, and now I have, because I'm really eating better now. But basically, I feel like when I was on a because I was so busy with work and this and that, I was just finding ways to eat for comfort anyway and kind of getting around it. So I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it worked though. I lost about eight pounds, which for me was a lot. And for me, was kind of like a big chunk of what I needed to lose anyway. Now, I obviously will take more. I would take 20 pounds. That would be ideal. But so but the thing is when i stopped it did come back it did come back and that was a fear and it's what happened and the majority of it came back so i still have no the reason i stopped it is because i kind of realized recognized myself that i was kind of doing making weird habits to avoid the effects of the ozempic which is kind of the whole point of it right and also because i had christmas coming up and everything right no, it didn't come back straight away. It came back over six to eight weeks. Which is like about half the time it took for me to lose it. And yeah, and it didn't all come back. Let's say half or two thirds came back. Anyway, who cares? So I have about a month's worth left. And I have, I have obviously the ability to go down and get more. But number one, right, I don't want to be on it long term at this time. Like maybe in a couple of years, I'll change my mind. But for now, I figured I'm not really willing to do that because in case of any potential health changes, and I did feel, even though I don't think I'm going to get cancer off it or anything, who knows, obviously, but I, that's not in my gut. That's not what I'm hearing from myself because I'm obviously a licensed doctor. But what I was more concerned about is I just felt like I did feel like it was messing with my stomach a bit because this changes the way you digest things, right? And I did feel like it was making me feel actually less healthy in one way. Although I had way more energy and I do think the weight change was positive, not just for vanity reasons, I actually think it was good for me to be a bit, to have a bit less weight. I I didn't actually feel that healthy. I felt like, it felt like, I don't know, you're doing something that's running you down. Like if you were over drinking let's say and let's say you were drinking heavily two or three nights a week um and then you catch a cold one of the weeks do you know what i mean it felt like that it felt like it was dragging my system down a bit i felt like it was making me fight a bit and that to me just doesn't really feel like a good way to be but anyway that's just how i felt i don't know if that's true whatever and i definitely won't rely going back on it but i for those reasons i was like i don't want to be on this long term and then secondly yeah i have another month but like, where is that really going to get me? Like I'll lose a couple pounds, they'll come back on. Like that's not a helpful thing. So I think it was really helpful for my overall process, but it's not the end solution for me. Now I am like a tricky patient because I have unrealistic expectations and I'm unwilling to put in the work. Like I will work. I work out, it's been, it's been two weeks, but I've been working out every day. I do I have like the last six months I've easily been working out three three times a week and I eat reasonably well I don't know it depends on what on what you call reasonable do you know what I mean I eat well for my main meals but I have a devilish sweet tooth blah blah blah. you all know this so I was going to keep this part to myself but just because I'm bitter because I'm kind of do you know what it is I I feel like I'm so open about everything that I try and everything like this And I do get comments from friends and they're not they're not ill meaning, but they're just like, why are you doing that? Like, you're so crazy, like you don't have any weight to lose or like just work out more. It's just it's just that, which is fine. But it does irk me, especially because a couple months later, when you see whatever I was doing was working or whatever, or like as as things get normalized, then those same people kind of get on board with it. And I'm just like. I don't know you're just annoying me like why couldn't you have been supportive of me so anyway i found another miracle drug and that's what i'm using now and it's honestly been even better than was ozempic it's called berberine and obviously it's funny that i keep finding all these random drugs i literally found it on tiktok i think i manifested it. it's a supplement it's literally just a fucking supplement it's natural it's from like extract of turmeric and blackberries and crap like that and it's been around for ages and it's called the streets they call it nature's metformin which i didn't know what metformin was it's a diabetes drug because this thing now i'm going to explain what berberine does but obviously i'm not a doctor i just read this on the internet so essentially it allegedly brings down blood sugar um which is Apparently, really good in lots of ways. It helps there's rumors that it can help fight cancer. It definitely fights inflammation. And it like apparently, when you bring down your blood blood sugar, you bring down your sugar cravings. And that is a hundred percent something I've noticed since I first started taking it. Like I have eaten way less sugar. I still have sweet tooth, whatever, but it's been so good, so helpful total game changer I'm kind of going back to now all the old wives things Saoirse gave me a can of apple cider vinegar there a couple of weeks ago as well and that was also great so and do you know what I was missing out on as well tea that's what all our moms in Ireland were drinking all these years to stay skinny and I just didn't cop it I always always like oh my god another cup of tea and they're just gonna sit around the table and chat that's how I felt as a kid now I'd love nothing more to be sitting around a table drinking tea and chatting with my friends so I get it. And also tea is just perfect because it's just something in your stomach and just keeps you going. That's literally all it is because if it's not tea, it could be a fucking muffin before you know it. Okay, enough of that crap. Just don't be surprised when you see me looking fit and great. And if I do get lipo, I will tell you. So even, actually, don't even, don't even be making rumors about me that I got lipo because I haven't gotten it yet and I don't know if I will. So if you see me looking great... If I don't say it's from lipo, it's actually because I just lost weight myself. Just FYI, because I don't know, I just feel like people don't believe me. They don't want to believe me. So, I don't know, I have a chip on my shoulder. Believe women. Okay, let's do pop culture. I was going to call this podcast the Taylor Swift hate train, because I am a long time, like, pretty much a hater of Taylor Swift, and I don't know. Do you guys want me to get into this? I don't want to get into it. Although I think I'm extremely justified. I just don't think she represents herself well. I think she's selfish. I think she's weird. I think she's a narcissist. I actually defended her over the Celine Dion thing. So, the Grammys were on Sunday. Taylor Swift won Album of the Year, which she shouldn't have. That's just, like, objective at this point. She's had so many albums that are the same as... Your friend of mine, Denny Love, put it, they're all in G minor, all about boys. I mean, I literally could write a Taylor Swift hit song in three seconds from now. In fact, I did. I sent in like a 30-second clip of the chorus and post-chorus to my friends before I started recording this. So she shouldn't be winning anyway, but it's what actually... Irked me about the whole situation was when she once she dragged up poor Lana Del Rey, and she always, always gives flowers to Lana Del Rey, which, fair enough, but like at some point, it's just getting awkward. Can you leave the woman alone? It's just a bit weird. It's genuinely weird the way that she goes on about Lana. Like, I don't know if this is her or if this is just some of the fans online. I just see so many people being like, none of these people would exist without Lana Del Rey. And I'm just like, Lana Del Rey is very respected. She's had a massive career. She continues to have a massive career. Lana Del Rey is doing fine. Lana Del Rey, I'm sure, is not losing sleep over a fucking Grammy. No, Beyonce and Jay-Z are losing sleep over it. And Jay-Z shouldn't... I, I just don't... I don't think Jay-Z should have said what he said. I just don't think that anyone should be giving these awards such credence. Like, I'm just interested for what happened at it. I don't particularly care. Yeah, I don't think Taylor should have gotten it. But at the end of the day, like, people voted, whatever. Who cares? Like, Beyonce to me is an undeniably bigger star, talent, icon, legend. But, I mean, it's all the eye they behold her. Taylor Swift has her fans that adore her. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Jay-Z was, like, accepting an award for something. Or I think. I think he got an award for something. And he used his speech to say how are you not going to give the woman with the most grammys ever how are you not going to give her album of the year and i'm just like well exactly you just paid yourself she has the most grammys ever so what are you worried about now i do think like renaissance and break my soul should absolutely have been recognized i think it's one of beyonce's high points i think this whole last era that she's had has been it honestly just touches my heart maybe because i know it was aimed at the gays and i'm obviously um affiliated with the gays but i just thought it was spectacular and i think i just keep reminding myself how lucky that we are to have Beyonce still performing like i put her up there with madonna michael jackson britney spears janet jackson like to me and that's why to me there's no comparison with taylor like i'm not taking away from taylor's talent she has a talent but it's her talent is mostly marketing in my humble opinion like she has resonated so hard with the most basic American humans. Sorry, not sorry. She's like, do a peep. I mean, if ever there was an industry plant I and mean, that actually we need to talk about that as well. The Grammys like and I feel bad like I actually and when I listen to these podcasts back guys like I actually am like, oh my God, why am I such a negative bitch? Jesus Christ. And who do I think I am sitting on my couch under my Mexican rug that I picked up in Tijuana? Um you know, just happy to be happy at my day job. And I'm shitting on about Dua La Peep who has achieved more than I likely ever will. And fair play to her. So I don't mean to actually, actually trash these people. And in the, po- the positive thing I was say to do, and I liked it, was music. I'm just bitter about Dua. Well, I'm bitter about her for a couple of reasons. But the positive thing I'll say about her is she has worked really hard on her performance skills, right? She was obviously completely tragic when she started but she was clever she did that thing like with her music video where there was like a lot of walking and there was like it was like low energy on purpose which i do think is really smart and it's the right way to do it like play to your strengths like do something cool you're, you're pretty you can like look kind of mysterious and interesting right and i think that that's where she should stay because even though she's come a long way with her dancing like i can't deny like her her dancing has come a long way she hit the choreography whatever it's just so low energy and completely lacking charisma from my perspective that it is a bit painful to watch and I think it's I think I feel this way and I noticed that the other people some people uh, there's kind of two camps and it's the same as the Taylor people there's the people that like Taylor and the the people that like Dua there's I think there's crossover there or at least in this one way there's crossover because I noticed that people like me and my other friends who are really not into Taylor and Dua, we kind of, I think, are in that, like, Michael Jackson, Jackson family fan of pop music, where we expect the performance, the show, the, like, I am looking at every finger that you move because you have captured the stage and you are the showman. And... I, that is to me, that is what I need in a pop star. That's why, like, that's why there were so many people rooting for Normani and Tanache. Well, there's a lot of reasons people root for them, but, like, I think that's what we all see in them is, like, that incredible skill and, like, showmanship. And I love that. And that's not, that's not Dua. But it's not to say she doesn't have her talents, but then the other thing that bothers me is I just think that she is... A new version of Sophie Ellis, Bext- Ellis Bexter and Kylie Minogue. And for so long, like, nobody would blink. They would just roll, people would roll your eyes if you said Sophie Ellis Bexter or Kylie Minogue. Now they're both having massive moments. But, like, the D- big duo fans, I don't know. It's just so basic to me. It's just so basic. I don't like that. It's kind of annoying. Sorry. Oh my God. Why am I so negative? so anyway taylor getting her award that was what this was about taylor got up on stage and dragged lana up which was so tragic. and then basically was like kind of giving love to everyone all around her and then snatched the award off celine dion who had made a surprise appearance to present the last award of the night celine dion has stiff person syndrome and i believe is dying and is obviously an icon and has always been so gracious to other stars and kind of like a big humanitarian. There's a clip that's gone viral now of her. Um, she donated a million dollars to Hurricane Katrina victims. But not just that, she went on CNN, basically crying and giving out and saying, "Why the fuck are we not doing something to help them? Send helicopters one by one. Go and help those people. Like you a- we were well able to go into Iraq." and blow all that country up surely we can manage to pull together the resources to help these people in new orleans who are suffering and going to die um or be severely like injured by this whole situation i was pretty young when her kid, katrina was i think it was 2004 2005 and i obviously knew what was happening but I thought that it was more in displacement than death but I was wrong because I looked up and there was almost 1400 fatalities I think it was 1392 fatalities and it's just one of those things like obviously people anytime something happens like people latch on to stuff like this like the, now on Twitter people are saying you know Celine's a hero and t- Taylor's a villain which obviously is what I kind of like subscribe to as well but and like when these things happen everyone goes back and looks at like Celine's golden moments but like your character does show up over time and stand out and like over time Taylor has won me in certain moments and I do like some of her music for sure but she's proving to be a narcissist and not a nice person like I gave her the benefit of the doubt when I first saw the mini clip of her um kind of ignoring Selena and snatching the award I was like it's probably not that big of a deal like in fairness she just won a major Grammy she's probably a bit overwhelmed she's probably just like okay like whatever right Um, But then when I watch the full clip, you can see how long she spends getting up there. She dragged Lan up there. She's kind of laughing and joking with everyone around her. And then she snatches the word from Selene and walks to the microphone. And I'm just waiting for us to find out that she, like, Selene refused to do a feature when Taylor was 14. Or, like, wasn't that nice with her when Taylor got a photo when she was 14 with her rich dad like getting her into these rooms she shouldn't have been in um, and that's the grudge that she's holding against Celine now like let's wait till we find out that bad blood is about Celine Dion and I just think do you know what Taylor has had so many feuds with so many people they have not all they've not all done her wrong they've not all done her wrong like Joe Owen did nothing to you like I don't know why all these people all these people are like oh my god Travis Kelsey is it Travis Kelsey is it please god please god he's it because I don't want to deal with this anymore she's doing another album she's doing another album guys let us live let us live i want her to be cancelled like the way that she claims she was cancelled before she put out reputation again if you have not been following her whole story now that she says in the pr it's like i was at my lowest point everybody hated me i was cancelled i was the biggest cancellation there was ever cancelled and nobody expected me to come back and that's when i put out reputation it's like um, no, you had had, like, a, like, one of the biggest albums of the year. You took a couple months off and you came back on another massive album. Like, you're she's just such a deluded narcissist. That's the truth. And anyone that criticizes her, she says they're misogynistic. We have to be able to call a spade a spade. And the other, like, little-known thing about Taylor, and I do think that she's talented. And honestly, even when she was younger, she seemed more talented because... She was, I believe, writing her own songs and singing and whatever else. And she's obviously still doing that. But, like, I think the singing to me has gotten so bad. And there's no performance quality, in my humble opinion. Again, it's not like I can sing. It's not like I can perform. I'm just a pop music fan. The most dangerous kind of person there is. But it's almost like... She seems like someone who should have had, like, a half-hit country album and disappeared in, ter- when in terms of when you think of like relative to her talent and like fair play that she got more than that you know a lot of people have gotten more than that like a lot of any success in life is about sheer will and that is something to be respected like that's madonna too you know although i personally think madonna's very more talented anyway i just think something that's like little known about her is the money behind her like the family money and you know her it's alleged i have it on good word but it's alleged that her father invested in the record label that signed her when she was like 14 or 15 and the other and she had been shopping around trying to have meetings at other labels and was not successful so she got her start because her father invested in the record label um obviously then they're going to work with her as an artist i'm sure that was like a over like an explicit or implicit stipulation of the investment i mean why else would he be investing in a random small record label? that is alleged but i think that's i believe it to be true and that's fine but it's just like it's she just won't own her narrative i just would like i loved anti-hero because i thought for once she was taking accountability and i thought like this is really cool she's saying like you know i'm the problem this and that but then when she went on the press tour about it she said that it was about something else and I was just like oh my god and like I just think it would be cool and again it's her narrative it's her life but like I just think it would be way cooler if she was like yeah I just recognize like how like fortunate I am to have this major supportive family and like all the means that we had and like my family are so right and die for me and like it means the world to me and Um, I just want to use my platform for good. Like, that's a message that people can take on. It's like the whole Nepo baby thing. I know, again, another controversial topic. Some people are just like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. But I do want to hear about it because it is not the same. If you, it's not saying, I'm not saying that nobody, uh, these Nepo babies shouldn't be allowed to thrive, succeed. It's just like acknowledging it's not the goddamn same. It's like, I'll take an unpopular Nepo baby, Kendall Jenner. She's like a Nepo sister, I guess. And she's another one who can't own the narrative. Like anytime you hear her talk about it, she says she had to work twice as hard to be seen as a serious model Kendall girl. Like we saw you, Chris and Kim got you meetings directly with big fashion people before you even said you wanted to be a model. So you're not a girl growing up in Ukraine or sri lanka or even like a bad suburb of london or even just middle class general middle class like you're not the same as these people who actually clawed their way out of nowhere and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have pride and that you sh- or that you shouldn't get to the top or that you should be denied those things in my opinion like in my opinion she should like she's a great model um And whatever else, it's just like, don't, I don't know. I just don't like, it bothers me. The dishonesty bothers me. The dishonesty bothers me. Like be real with your own story. I'm having this issue with a fucking friend right now who just cannot be real with his own story and keeps switching up his stories. I don't think he means anything by it, but it's just like, please stop. And that's why like, I don't know, to me, just being honest and forthcoming is really, is something I really value. Okay, I have so much more pop culture stuff to capture. I actually do have some interesting stuff and one of them is a bit more evergreen. So maybe I'll throw this one up and we'll get back um next week or so with the next app. Um God, was this really negative? That's not. It's not my intention. It's not my intention. I love you guys. I hope you're having a really good start to the year. Um, I miss you. Text me. DM me. Send this to a friend. Although maybe don't. This one was kind of negative. Hope you're having a really good week. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really appreciate you. You can find us at Allegedly Fabulous everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely please go ahead and give us a five-star rating if you liked it and a review. Share it with a friend you think would be interested. And we're on social media as well, pretty much everywhere. So Instagram at Allegedly Fabulous. Red's at allegedly fabulous, Twitter at allegedly fab, I think, and TikTok also at allegedly fabulous. And you can also get me on Instagram at Kevin T. Loftus. Thank you so much again for listening. Until next time, love you, bye. Allegedly.